My name is Mike DeBacker, and welcome to another episode of Gathering More Leaves. Please join me on my journey as I reflect on the exploration of my family history for the past 45 years. Over time the data that I collected grew from a small tree that my father had scratched out for me on a piece of notepaper to a reasonably large database of hopefully well-documented names and events. As of the summer of 2006, my genealogy database consisted of over 2,000 individuals. This number may seem relatively low to some. I know of some genealogists out there who have databases that consist of 10,000 or more individuals. Yet, I have found that these massive databases containing thousands and thousands of individuals typically offer very little useful information. They generally contain almost no documentation, i.e., sources or notes, and tend to be little more than a vast catalog of names. Therefore, I have concentrated my efforts on the quality of the data and not the quantity. Out of the total number of individuals in the database, 700 are blood relatives of my mother and 600 are blood relatives of my father, with the remaining 800 or so related to us only through marriage or not all. There are some that I believe may be related, but I have not yet been able to confirm or deny a connection to them. The majority in the database, 70%, were born before the 20th century, and more than half were born in the 19th century. In regards to surnames, the top four in the database are Dobbs, 273, DeBacker, 131, Gom, 123, and Prothro, 119, although that is not counting the variant spellings that exist for three of these surnames. Many people have the same first and last names, and this serves as an illustration as to why this research can sometimes be so frustrating and confusing. The most popular name throughout the database appears to be John. In the Dobbs family, and this is for several generations, there is John, 11, William, 8, and Martin, 5. For the Gom family, and this is only in one or two generations, there is Charles, 4, Frank, 4, and Joseph, 4. Of those 2,145 individuals, only 173 are my direct ancestors. My parents, grandparents, 8 great-grandparents, and 16 GG grandparents are all accounted for, but I am missing information for nearly half of my 32 triple G grandparents. Going back about 300 years or so, 9 generations back, I have accounted for only 28 of my 512 8th great-grandparents, and I have no delusions at all of ever being able to account for all of my 1024 9th great-grandparents. Not only do I doubt being able to account for all 1024 ancestors 10 generations back, I doubt that I would find that many unique individuals if I were able to go back that far. Doing the math, we know that we each have two parents, four grandparents, eight great-grandparents, and so on. Going back 10 generations, we would assume that we each have 1024 ninth great-grandparents, and that is pretty amazing when you think about it. In theory, each individual's family tree grows exponentially. However, it is not entirely accurate to say that each of us has 1024 unique individuals to claim as ancestors when going back 10 generations. It means in the 10th generation, there are 1024 parental positions, and many times, these positions are occupied by the same person more than once. This phenomenon is known as pedigree collapse, and it simply means that some of an individual's ancestors were cousins to some degree. Take, for example, my great-great-great-grandparents, Arnaud Francois de Backer, 1810-1870, and Sophie Francoise Calawart, 1811-1854. Tracing back through their family trees, and we find that Arnaud and Sophie share a common ancestor, Hermes van Coppenol, circa 1510-1570, and that they were seventh cousins. Also, let's go back to Sophie's grandmother, Anna Marie van Coppenol. We find that Anna's parents, Hermes van Coppenol, 1682-1752, and Marie de Jong, 
1681-1760, were also both descendants of the 16th century Hermes van Kampenol and that they were fourth cousins. There are likely to be other examples. If one were to look at my family tree as an actual tree with me at the trunk, I am confident that the tree would look rather lopsided, with some branches only going out a short distance and other branches going much further. Each branch would eventually end with an end-of-line ancestor, ancestors for whom I have not found any information regarding their parentage. The longer branches would be on my father's side, particularly on the branches extending from my paternal grandfather, Leopold Joseph de Backer, 1894-1966. What is impressive to me is that for Leo's parents, August Vital Francois Joseph de Backer, 1863-1921, and Delagom, 1868-1923, I have found a total of nearly 140 end-of-line ancestors. 84% of the ancestors that I have accounted for are on my father's side of the family. There is a reason for this that I discuss in Chapter 6. For half of my great-grandparents, I have not been able to go back more than one or two generations before their generation. So, thank you for listening and please join me next time on Gathering More Leaves as I share more of my journey in exploring and discovering my family history.